The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Sarah Becker. I'm Trevor Flynn. I'm Peter Dancy. I'm Sean Salih. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. Welcome back, guys. Today we're going to do the impossible. We're legitimately going to review the uh, adaptation, the 2020 adaptation of the musical Hamilton. Uh, I want to couch that to begin with personally because I have more things, to, criticisms to say about adaptation-wise than I do necessarily say about the musical, but I'm actually really excited to get a chance to talk about that. I know that's not everybody because I think there's a lot of good uh, ground to cover here with Hamilton specifically. Uh, how's everybody doing this week? Are you guys just glad not to be reviewing James Bond for once? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of miss James Bond. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's been a good, long, healthy break. I, I still want to get back to it. I, yeah. I miss the, uh, the 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 patent like uh, datedness of it a little bit. Yeah, yeah I, I, I will point out because I know Jack, you were like the most excited about moving to Roger Moore, and then I know as soon as we get to Roger Moore, you're like, time to take a break. <laughs> it's like we're out. <laughs> I, I, diamonds are forever broke me. I, I was I was not even. Nah. Like people, people said, "Oh, he sounds really like aff- affronted by Diamonds Are Forever on that cast." Somebody put that on iTunes. Also, if you're gonna give us an iTunes review, give us a five star review. Like, if you want to give me a commentary, you can go to add our stuff <laughs> at Twitter and give us a critical iTunes review again, specifically about my comments about Diamonds Are Forever. And I was like, I, I did, I just, I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> we go like, we go like a year without a movie without an iTunes comment, and the first one's about my fucking Diamonds Are Forever, like my lowball opinion that's pre-held closely by most. I don't know. Anyways. I would look this comment up out of curiosity, except for the fact that iTunes is just a trash at yeah. PC compatibility. Yeah. yeah, no, we we don't need it, it's a totally trash app. The only reason we need it is it helps us go up at the charts. So check that out. Head out of the Tuscan Shed Media Networks. It's Tuscanshed.com. You can check out all their podcasts there. Do check out Animania and the Pen and Paper Pod and old shows like Geek Space Nine. Not that it's old. It's perfect. It's but it's finished. That's that's what it I is mean. Finished. It's it has finished. been finished for a couple of years now, I think. I so I, I still pitch to it in Animania every week. I appreciate <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> I'll never stop. But anyways, go check out those things. Yeah, uh let's toss around here. First I want to go to I think I'm gonna throw around I wanna hear people's history with Hamilton. Uh mm-hmm. and, and kind of how you came to the show and what was the, what was the first time you watched it and if this the first time that you've seen it and where do people stand with it? Uh, so I'll I'll start with you, Sarah. Well, this is the first time that I have seen any production of it. But a couple of years ago, I want to say like maybe two summers ago, I decided I was going to listen to the soundtrack because it was so wildly popular. And I thought, you know, I'll just, you know, give this a go and see what it sounds like. And I absolutely loved it. I think I probably listened to it straight through about three times in a row. Granted, I didn't have very much else to do that summer, but, you know, it was enjoyable enough that I could listen to it more than once. And, you know, I am friends with some of my old history teachers on Facebook. And I remember when it came out, they were so excited that their kids were finally getting excited about American history. Um, So, yeah, I really like it. And I'm interested to see what everybody has to say about this um, adaptation of it. Uh, I say adaptation. I'm pretty sure it's like the original 
Um, it is. It is the original. Yeah, it's a filmed so. version of a live, <laughs> yeah, adaptation right. of history. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Well, well I, I do think there is some things that are interesting about it, and I'm, I'm going to get into the, my thoughts kind of about stage play and adaptation. I know Trevor and me have some similar thoughts about like possibly how moving things to doing this 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 direct form of adaptation may destroy some of the production. Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, yeah, ideally, yeah, I, yeah, I would yeah. love to see it, Hamilton, but I think commercial this is a beautiful theater thing. Isn't, yeah. isn't priced for human beings with disposable exactly. incomes. Exactly, so yeah. No, I, I just, you know, I'm ready to worship at the uh, at the feet of Disney for finally letting, allowing me graciously to... Per- Participate in the cultural phenomenon that is Hamilton. I, I feel I, I'm just so grateful that I'm finally uh, you, you able think, to experience. You it. thinking Disney is the dirtiest thing we've ever done on here? Yeah, like, I can't decide I, if you're being sincere or oh, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm I'm totally being satirical. I'm just, I, I assume okay. so. You can't I, tell. Right. That's the point. I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Disney. Yeah, we'll we'll get into Disney's whole thing. Uh, I I uh, my girlfriend uh, now fiance introduced me to um, Hamilton uh, through downloading the the cast album. I've heard it many a time on a road trip. Uh, weirdly, I did not know that. Um, I can't remember what what the distinction is. The name a musical that is has spoken scenes versus one that is not. But I was under the impression there would be more spoken scenes when I finally saw it. Quite no. mistakenly, I don't know why I thought no. that. So that's not a criticism in any way. But I was expecting like I don't know more blanks to be filled in for me or something. Of course, when I actually saw it, I you know watching the characters emote and following it, not just listening to it on a car ride. I. I don't think that I necessarily needed that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. So I like it. I, I dig it. Um, it's my first yeah, impression. Peter. But we're good. <laughs> it's I. <laughs> okay. It's I. No. Uh, um, my, my, my history with, with, Ham- with Hamilton has actually been kind of limited if, if 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 i'll be honest like i, I knew I, I i knew about it kind of when 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 it when it came when it when it really like got went to, got to broadway because because of various friends but like but i never but um but i never actually like really heard any of the songs like I, with the exception of maybe like a clip or two here and there mm. over the years but but that but that was really about it i just i just knew that it was that it was a show it was it was a it was a musical that started in 2015 got 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 to broadway a couple of years later made waves everyone raved about it and was like super wild about it and the, and then and then the fact that it was Lin Manuel who then went on to make the music for Moana it's like okay like it, it was more like Moana was Mo, Moana and knowing that Lin Manuel did that music was like mike was like my connection to Hamilton. So so that's this was actually my first time seeing it uh as well. Um but 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 but, but yeah but, but I, I I also enjoyed it. Um it, it it was it was interesting to it was interesting to 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 see to see a to see a play with see a play with with, with um with with, with, with that's historical in nature told in told, told in this fashion. Mm-hmm. Using 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 various genres that like that I per, that I like literally like literally literally grew up with like like R&B soul funk hip hop rap um even even a bit of gospel in there so it, it, it was it was interesting to, to watch this watch this and, and and know and just even if I don't know 
the musical the musical theory behind it just recollection wise it's like i recognize every single element that that's that's being used here and that 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 that's what i found cool about it and also just like the like the level to which they represent like intelligence and the quickness of the quill through mm, different mm-hmm, verses mm-hmm. and how it is like the anyone in the sims like you know they go out of their way to suggest george washington wasn't actually that eloquent and he embellished his eloquence with like good writers that he had and so he always right. sings he never sings uh in verse or that he just sings directly straight out he never raps exactly he? well no that's, yeah, like, yeah. that's exactly right and then and the, the speed of the rap it's like the you know the point is that you know the people that can are you know madison jefferson and hamilton and that's like that's very clearly made and it's it's like a it's like an intrinsic point and sorry i'll get to you sean but this is this is cool um that that is like one of the core coolest things about this show is like the reinterpret it's not reinterpretation of history but just like the rediscovery of history as we move forward and yeah, kind of yeah, re-internalizing you know what people have for the longest time kind of thought of as the worst founding father and like you know finding value in him I, and, and I, I i understand why he's thought of that way like he had an affair he got shot to death by the vice president like if you just look at the whole if you're not doing an examination of his life like it's it's you know it looks a bit rough on the surface there um you know he he well, was, I, I don't know if i'd call him the worst founding father he's i mean there's a the, I, I don't know, I know. that's a he, broad statement to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> oh, i mean we don't know I, that he advocated <laughs> for slavery or actually owned slave we know he was kind of a uh but a participant he, in the he, system he, right he did advocate mm-hmm. for a monarchy first like he he was he was yeah if you watch the drunk history of lin-manuel de miranda the yeah. first thing out yeah. of his mouth is you know actually hamilton thought we should have a president for life and inherit positions yeah and he, and he like really that. really like, wanted it to be watched. really really strong <laughs> strong national yeah. government yeah. yeah it's like yeah he's like he's like all right well, if i can't have that we're gonna have the strongest possible national government so i mean yeah i mean I, in well, that you, context you needed both uh, you needed both hamilton and, and, and that jefferson time period like to, jefferson to is our, yeah our jeff system really jefferson is but, cool in other ways but it's 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 i think that uh i think that there's a reason that he's misremembered but also at this this uh, there have you guys heard like the deleted rap from the actual play about john adams like they had a they had a tear down rap oh. of john adams that was that got deleted for time and it's never actually been heard and i've been trying to find i've oh, seen no. snippets and lyrics of it and it exists somewhere and i want to find it yeah sean i haven't asked you your experience with this actually yeah so uh this is actually my second time seeing hamilton the first time was when it came to houston uh, which was an off-Broadway production. Oh, you saw it was, uh, when it was here? I did, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was uh, It was pretty phenomenal. I mean, like, the, the actors had kind of switched out. I think, um, you know, there was one or two, there were a handful of original people on the Broadway production who, who did it, but uh, but it was just a neat experience. Uh, I actually hadn't listened to any of the music um, the first time I had seen it, so I had, you know, the first time I saw it, everything was just fresh and... There were like there were good things and bad things about that. Like the you know the good things is it, it was just like it, it hit me so hard. It was just such an overwhelming experience because the production itself took seven years to write. So it's like extremely intricate. There's so much going on. Like the you could tell that these songs were really well thought out. It's just a really interesting storyline. Um, but at the same time, it was almost too much to take in, not having actually listened to any of the music beforehand, where I'm just trying to process it all as I'm like seeing it on, on stage. Um, but nonetheless, I was absolutely blown away. I thought it was a phenomenal production. 
um, you know, all the all the actors, you know, were hung around afterwards to talk to the folks who had seen the show. Um, so it was just kind of a, an intimate um, production in that sense. Um, and since then, I hadn't really listened to any of the music. Um, I hadn't, you know, seen the show again. So this was the first time in a couple of years that I had seen it. Um, and actually really, it was really neat to see it for a second time because there was just so much more that I was catching that I didn't catch the first time. Um, I actually thought the film version of it worked really well. Um, you know, you were, you were really able to see everything that was going on on stage where, you know, if you were watching it, you're, you're kind of trying to get everything that's, that's happening. Um, there were some downsides. I mean, they were really close up on some of the actors' faces. You could see that, you know, they were sweating after like dancing around. So it was like, it was a little too intimate because they were really, really close uh, Joff, up. Joff sauce. Hashtag yeah. Joff sauce. There was, there was yeah, a lot of but... cut-ins. They, 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 they shot a lot of cut-ins, you can tell. Well, I think but, that's the um, positive part of the trade-off, but anyway. I, yeah, no, it was, it was really interesting because you, you kind of, it was like, you, you kind of got to see how the, the, uh, the sausage got made, that got made in a sense. Um, but overall, <laughs> oh my God, I, uh, I, I was still blown away the, the, this time as well. It's just, uh, you know, as a history nerd, it's a, it's a really neat interpretation. Uh, I, I, w- I would call it more of like a reception of history. Um, but it's, it's a really interesting interpretation of that. Um, and I, I think they, I think they did a nice job kind of taking, taking the history and kind of bringing it into the, into the 21st century. Yeah, I I have to say this. Uh, My first experience with Hamilton is, I think, what I still maintain the best experience with Hamilton was uh, uh, driving. I think I think we were driving four hours to the beach at Myrtle Beach back when that is a thing that a person could do. Um, And uh, it was several. I mean, this is right after Hamilton came out and Katie made me listen to the entire soundtrack of Hamilton on the drive down, just like blaring it start to finish the whole way there just all about purely the music and everything about it and I, I have to admit that was as driving in that goes like I was probably driving in a flow state and it was just like the coolest fucking thing that I, I still I still maintain that that first just pure music drive down to Myrtle Beach with Katie with somebody who was very excited about Hamilton was like the my favorite way that I have yet to experience that I, I don't want to insult the stage play I think it's an interesting stage play and production but I think that I think that there's levels of of greatness here and I think the music and and how the music's put together is the greatness of this piece I think the stage spray oh, yeah. and what he's brought to the stage play is maybe like you know on par with Broadway production it is not elevating it to the same level that the music is absolutely 100% elevating it so that's that's always that's always been my thing too it's like because I saw I've, I've seen Hamilton twice and I know that that's so I've literally paid like a fucking mortgage payment to see this thing twice so I, I do like <laughs> Hamilton first and foremost uh, I may be a little bitter about how much money I've paid to see it uh, a little bit so I thought uh, you got in free once or somebody had tickets I did I did. So this okay, is just, what ha- just be real. Come on. Just, you know, that's fine. That's actually no, 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 I'm, more I'm being, respectable. Well, I got in free at, uh, in Chicago when yeah. they were Chicago Cubs were winning. Uh, they were on the world series for the first time and and Hamilton was in Chicago and we had a bunch of rich doctors who were huge Cubs fans that dumped, uh, tickets and they said Jack just fucking take tickets and tell me how it was and I said okay and, and me <laughs> and I went with my parents who were there at the time and uh, we went to Hamilton and that was cool because that was I didn't see Lin-Manuel Miranda it's one of the one of the awkward things to say that I think is like a criticism that's 
maybe a little bit fair is that Lin-Manuel. Not the best singer. Or he's actor. not, he is not the best singer <laughs> no. or actor. And his, his understudy is really good. Is good really <laughs> like, good. Like really, really good. And I'm going to say like the man is obviously like a fucking musical writing genius. Like, yeah. but oh, sometimes, yes. sometimes yeah. it's got to be like enough. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. I, I'm not the hugest fan of Moana. I, so I was like, I didn't think I would necessarily like it, but this is, I mean, you know, to hear him just talk about how he spent a month figuring out how to make the joke in, in, in rhyme and in song about, the my dearest comma joke thing is just, you know, yeah. you can tell how much work he's put into this. Well, this is the it's, thing. Hamilton was written over the course of years. Moana was like a year. Like their difference is just there, man. Like it's. Yeah. And also Moana is written for the most part for kids. Hamilton. Right. Is you know, a story <laughs> yeah. about adults where he had to take the word fuck out of what they put on Disney Plus. So I, it could I, be rated PG 13. That drives yeah, me which fucking is upsetting. crazy. Like that. I don't know why that drives me crazy. I, I get why they did it. I think this it's prompted a, me yeah. to look up how much Disney paid for uh, Hamilton, which was 75 million versus how much like Netflix acquired for friends, which is the other biggest streaming purchase that came into my mind, which was a hundred million, which makes me just think, I wish oh. Netflix would have got Hamilton instead. Wow. <laughs> no, that's right? not how that works. But gee, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I understand. I, I uh, Lin Manuel has control of this, and I totally if 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 I, if I was his business manager, I'd be like, we go with Disney because <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be who employs you in the fucking future. <laughs> so like, oh, yeah, I'm just absolutely. I'm just saying like you know from a business perspective, I don't th- I don't think I think you know as as an artist that wants to make future works, I'm fairly sure. That Disney was the right fucking choice. Like, well, and it's very Disney friendly in in the terms of it being, you know, a conservative, fairly like reimagining, recontextualizing of founding father history, which, like, you know, I mean, it's like it it's transcended just like Broadway and popular culture into academia where they talk about this thing called like 90s. what was it founder chic or something where like you start seeing all these biographies written about the founding fathers, like kind of softening them out a little bit, making them more relatable and, you know, polishing the edges off of it. And it is in line with that. And that does very much fit Disney's brand. So that also makes sense. The book that he based all this off was a book that he loved a lot. And it kind of, that's, it's part of that genre of books, the book that this is writing about. It is a, it is a contextualizing of Alexander Hamilton into a nice guy and he was probably a little bit war crazy he was he, he kind of wanted to go to war with like he wanted to go and help napoleon kill all the countries of europe and bring freedom even though it wasn't really freedom because he didn't really care about that and i mean there's there's a there is a lot of elements to the actual guy that i think that i don't think lin man went well would disagree with i think that the i think he's understands that i think i actually do think he has a good sense i based on his stuff in drug history and other places that i've seen interviews of him doing i think that he's not recontextualizing i think he's contextualizing what he considers the best of the founding fathers or at least on the right side of the argument in history and how that you know what it means what he means to the movement or forward today which is because i think he does generally a lie generally in the progressive left of what happens in the future whether or not he had beliefs 
that actually motivated where that goes is like a very big question, you know, because yeah. that's that's a different. I don't thing. think I just as a disclaimer, we're not equipped as a podcast to fully discuss the cultural phenomenon that oh is Hamilton. But it's I not, think we'd be not. remiss not to try. Yeah. Well, and, I, and that's the thing. I want to contextualize this down to the stuff that I can talk about, which I, mean, I want people to talk about Hamilton. I want to have that conversation and see where we can get with it. That said, it is a fucking beast to even begin to talk about. The things that I will say is that I do have problems with the way that this production was put together. I think it was clear to me watching this production and watching stage productions now a lot, like comparing it to something like uh, who was it did it? The recent one, I, the most recent one I saw was like Frankenstein, where they had a Frankenstein National stage Theater Live. You're talking yep. about yep. Uh, and that, Danny Boyle's it? Frankenstein with Benedict yep. Cumberbatch, yep. and I can never yep. remember the other guy. He's also very good. Tom I'm Hardy. Sorry. Tom Hardy. Yes. Um, yep. And they switched off every night. Who was fra- who was uh, who was uh, who's Frankenstein, Frankenstein and who plays and who's the monster? monster. Which yeah. is like kind of a dumb theatery gimmick for me. A little it's bit. fine. It's, it is. It is a gimmick. The thing that he does and yeah, everything. Yeah, and Tom he, Hardy is a monster. Sherlock Holmes, come <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, it's uh-huh. like it's clearly, and I love how that's that's clearly the version they filmed for the National right, Theater Right, which is Live. the one I saw, which right. is right. which is yeah. what you should do. I mean, if I which went apparently the other was version. free on YouTube for a while. I don't know if that's still a thing. I kept me in a snag that while it was up. Point, point of order, though, I think that the issue is this: is that I think clearly they shot a lot of footage. Because so they did this like a production where they film from a distance the entire stage with a live audience and they hold the audience and they go and they do walking rig shots, cut ins, cranes, everything, and then they edit that together in post. This was set to be originally released in 2021 and they've sped it up for 2020 for COVID because they had it on the, the floor and they just sped it up. I think this needed more time in the editor. I think there's a lot of weird shots in there. I think there's a lot of weird overhead shots that are too quick cuts. I think I think I think Ben might agree with me on this one. I don't I, I kind of want him here to have another editor like say this but from my perspective of editing I think that it was a weirdly done stage play I think there was a couple of weird things that they had plans that would have been cool if they panned out but they didn't have the time to fully edit I think that some of the mastery of some of the songs like I think I'll say this like uh, was Angelica Schuyler's song uh, with the rewind uh, helpless or no No, no, satisfied Satisfied. thank you satisfied in the song I think the master satisfied when I I watched it on mm-hmm. the stage was fucking amazing and it, they literally through just voices and the theater acoustics create this rewind effect that's fucking fantastic and it's it just works and you're just like fuck me because angelica mm. schuyler is again one of the they, they make the point of suggesting she's one of the most intelligent people in the play uh and she just she just spits for that it's amazing but the, and i think that i think the problem is is that in when it, the watching it back i was like oh it's kind of it's like the sound kind of blows out a little bit or maybe that was my particular well the way she sings physically bothers me because she just she looks so strained the entire time in her (laughs) neck and that is not a healthy way to sing if she keeps singing like that she's going to lose her voice in 20 years well i hadn't heard that that's crazy um are you saying she's that's just my personal observation as somebody who works with vocalists on a daily basis well and it's also i i would suggest too that like i it's clear to me at points that like you know, they did this entire play and then they held them and made them do small parts of the play over and over again while they filmed it. Right. And so I could, I felt like as, and I felt like they went chronologically because definitely by the second act, I was sitting there like, holy fuck, he looks 
he looks tired. D- David Diggs doing, I think, the second rap battle is just like covered head to toe in sweat. And there's a close up of him doing it. And I'm like, whoa. Uh, so they didn't they didn't do multiple showings they did i think they did i I think that let me double check uh the film i uh, understood it to be one showing no it's yeah from three performances of hamilton at ridge rogers theater in midtown manhattan in june 2016 with the original principal Mm -hmm. broadway cast uh but they did record a lot of uh uh combined with a few setup shots recorded with an audience present these shots included approximately 13 to 14 musical numbers that were captured with the use of steadicam crane and dolly so they pretty much did all of the musical numbers with crane and dolly on top of the production being shot three times uh and then it was just all edited together and i i do think there was i do think that um like i said i think they needed more time to hunt for some shots and maybe a broader spectrum of performances to pull from like that was maybe my thing too in terms of uh just I the just, act, I'm just, the leads or I'm, I'm just saying mean? there's some shots that are not tight. That was my take. Like there was not like tight. The, what do you mean? Like there was some shots that just needed not to be in there. Like there's this shot of this overhead crane of the of the wheel spinning that's too quick because you can't see what's happening. Like the, you need to see the wheel spin longer to figure out the space. And also like, you know, they violate the steady cams will violate 180 degree rules. So it's hard all of a sudden you're floating in the back of the space and you pop forward and it, and you you see that there's no camera there. So it immediately breaks the illusion that it's all one performance like that bothered Katie. Like Katie said something to me because like you don't want to they want the stage to be flat and cameras to stay on one side of the stage to give the illusion that you because like it, because it, it, the camera, the city cam pops to the back of the stage. You see that there's no cameras there. So obviously like it's like a different place. Like it immediately breaks the sense of illusion because I think that because it's a stage you're point, play. You're paying so much more attention than I am to figure out that because yeah. they yeah, had that, like that shot yeah. and yeah, you don't yeah. see the camera that you just cut well, from. I, I film, that, but that's you I filmed, paying attention yeah, to your art. I, I like film, that's why I, I film stage productions. So yeah, this is my thing. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm I genuinely bothered by thousand years occur to me yeah no like i was about to say like i I, i'm sorry i'm micro focusing on the thing that i know about this and what bugs me about this i think hamilton is a great play i don't really have much to say past that i still think the music is better than the stage production i'm not a huge fan of the stage production i think that i no, i think it's i think it's minimalist and i think that's a way to go (laughs) i think i think it's good i love the rotating stage just I mean, the way they filmed it aside, developing that mechanic for a stage production is difficult to execute really, really well. But shows like it and I think even Les Mis, or at least the production of Les Mis that I saw live, utilize this to great success. And, and, And also just using it to like the whole stage and the set is built in. Like he built the stage and set for this play and that the whole play is a giant mirror of itself. Yeah. Which is the beautiful thing about it. Well, yeah. Talking more about the set, because I've heard that you don't get as much a sense of you, you call it a minimalist, which I guess it mostly is. But there still is a pretty good like surrounding and closing set build there that I've heard. But, you don't but get minimalist, it's minimalist in yeah, that, no like, you know, they yeah. Or they say, like, you know, they we're props. in New York. She burns a letter on stage. I'm sorry. I don't see no props. <laughs> I, I love how that's bugs you. I can tell that that's like a prop prop. <laughs> because I've been in theater and I know how weird and exclusive it is to have something on fire on stage. <laughs> I know what a <laughs> headache that is. <laughs> yeah. 
No, but Jack, I get what you mean. Like, there's nothing like they they have the the song where they're, you know, in New York, but there's no like, I don't know, buildings in the background to indicate that they're in the city or then when they're at the ball, it's not. Right. You know, you don't see chandeliers. Exactly. Or shit. Exactly. They don't. They don't yeah. But and I, I don't think that's it, Trevor's right. right. There's probably a proper theater terms for what this kind of stage design is. Like it's not minimalist needs. What I'm saying means I'm sure for Trevor means. Well, something I'm also else. just curious about like, did you at least because uh, we have like three different things to criticize here. What were your impressions of the staged version that you saw versus it being filmed in terms of just the setting? And, and oh, I love that. Background. I love it so much better on the stage. Yeah. The okay. stage because they. They had they they in the Chicago one they had the spinning stage, they did not they had a version of it but it was it was less good in the North Carolina version that I saw where I paid fucking way more money to see that, because um, I took Katie I took I don't know man I took Katie we we went and we had a night of it and I was sitting there like man this is so much better in Chicago, um, but. I don't know. It, it was it, it it was what it was. It was I don't know. It's a I, I consider us a major city, but apparently we're not. Uh, the, the point the, the point is I, I don't know. I, I assume they did better money in Chicago. I mean, I just assume that's probably something I should assume. I don't know. I was like, was, you're fucking Chicago. Chicago is I don't know. It's fucking Chicago. Anyways, the the I hate going there for ASA is why it's a whole mess. And buying things in Chicago for production is just so expensive because there's um, it's, it, you don't need to know any of this. <laughs> no one gives a fuck. Hmm. Uh, but the point is, is that like, you know, I think the spinning stage, I think the eye of the hurricane, I think all of that stuff and the, how it like, you know, it moves through it watching. It's such a it's such a. And, and apologies for this thing. It's such a like a Zack Snyder way of doing production, watching them take that. And, and I mean that in a good way, because on stage, recreating that slowed time scenario and, and using it's the only way you do it because you need the dynamicness of the spinning stage to add the dynamic to make it make sense and still give it motion. Otherwise, everybody's just standing still on stage and it looks awkward as fuck. By adding the dynamicness of it, you he, like I, I can tell what happened is that somebody did the scene out, looked at it and said, oh, this is so and dynamic and then that's where the spinning stage came from because it's really the only times they use it is for the eye of the hurricane and the shot and I think that it's, it's exactly what he happened they had they wanted him standing still doing the soliloquy and he wanted to do that soliloquy and they literally built the stage for that and then I think I, I and then the hurricane song came back in and they used it there as well because it's really the only times that they really significantly use the spinning stage I mean they use it all the way through the production I know I know it's, it's but like the whole like people on the stage and it's spinning and it's like giving the effect of like you know things flying apart yeah. also it was used in and satisfied really oh well, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sorry thought. you're correct sorry but I, you're I, saying I, it doesn't come across as well in the filmed version that specifically I think it does not personally. Okay. That was my that was my personal take because I think because the cameras are moving, it robs the audience of their static uh, perspective. So I because see. you watch a, a, a play statically, the movement on stage becomes more dramatic. And by because we have the camera motion on stage, so the cameraman is literally on the spinning stage with them with the motion, and so that robs it of all the existing motion. And I'm sitting there like I don't know that they're spinning right now, other than the fact that the audience flew by on one side which is just well so now annoying. i got what you're saying and i'm jealous that you've seen it twice again already so thanks i, 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 I i'm it. sorry no no no. i'm glad I just, sorry sorry go ahead oh yeah but it's also impossible i'm not like this is a shitty criticism because i totally get that go ahead sorry <laughs> hmm 
Yeah. I, 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 I cannot I cannot disagree more, but I, 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 I'm glad that well, somebody's taken that perspective. Go ahead. I have, I have a couple of comments about that. First of all, um, so there is you can find this video on YouTube. But when Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, I think, first debuted like the intro song of Hamilton, um, he was at like this arts gala hosted by yeah. um, President Barack Obama. And he the way he phrased it was. I'm working on a hip hop album based on a man who I really feel embodies the ideal of hip hop. And this is Alexander Hamilton. And of course, everybody laughs. But then he performed like a one man version of the intro song and everybody was fucking into it because it, yeah. you know, it was it was great. And <laughs> even its original conception. So I wonder what drove him to go from hip hop album to Broadway musical besides the obvious impetus of money. And the second thing real quick, I will say is that this is something very exclusive to being able to watch it on a streaming platform uh, versus in real time. And cause I had listened to the album many, many times, but being able to read subtitles so I could actually see every single thing that they were saying was really helpful to me and really heightened my experience of it because just listening to the rap and the hip hop and everything, I couldn't catch a hundred percent of the words, but I can, if I'm reading them, which I know I, I could have like looked up online. What are the lyrics to this track in Hamilton? And I could have found the answer, but it was nice to, you know, just see it going along on the screen in front of me. Well, let's talk about some of the performances too, right? Like, who was your, who was your favorite? I, I don't know. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson's coming home. I mean, yeah, all Thomas Jefferson, David yeah, Diggs, David Diggs, Diggs. 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 Yeah. Diggs. Both as Jefferson and Lafayette. <laughs> Lafayette. Is, mm, Lafayette. I love Lafayette. Lafayette. Lafayette has probably <gasps> some of the best raps in the entire play. Mm. Just especially like when the second acts come back in and you're expecting Hamilton and he comes out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and hearing an audience yeah. react to that and hype that moment up is just so different than listening to just the cast album. It That's is another, true. That was that was true I'd because because in Chicago, even like you know, like they actually had empty seats at that production because of the Chicago Cubs, and still, even with like empty seats in the auditorium, which is the only time they've ever had empty seats at a Hamilton show, I believe, right? Uh, because Probably. they bought the tickets, and people just didn't turn them back in. If I had a time machine. <laughs> I know. I would. I would have flown you to Chicago, and we would have done that for one night only. It was a dude. It was a pan. The ass, like I don't even talk about it, because I was in the city when the Cubs won. It was a, it was awful. Uh, <laughs> like it was fucking awful. Uh, um, so the uh, the big thing, yeah. So yeah, production wise, people lost their fucking minds when he comes out on the stage, and they do every time. Well, they do for Hercules Quattro too, but it's it's also good. Uh, I kind of wish there was more of a Madison song too. He's kind of underused yeah. in the second mm-hmm. half, and Madison is a, and Madison is like a fun is a fun guy. So it's. Yeah, Philippa Sue Eliza is also love her. Powerhouse. Yes. Oh my god! Um, and I just yeah. watching, and and I think that is where the trade in of getting the close ups 
pays off a little bit watching all the you know big face acting and not, you know that's she she has but she's the, one of the few on the cast i mean i think actually that's not true she, a lot of the cast have better acting lin-manuel is the one that's a little rough up close uh i i hate to dunk on him like this i feel so bad it's like, I fine dude oh, he, i mean he was my least favorite he's a guy that can do everything that always like you know he's a renaissance man so yeah he i guess on doing everything so, yeah. and you know uh i've heard someone else say like yeah the you, for a musical like this to launch it you have to have like that personality bring it all together to market it or something or whatever so i get it but like yeah of course as people that can only do like one or two things we're gonna be like you know what maybe you should just do the one thing that you're good at like that's always yeah, gonna be that's absolutely as somebody who's highly specialized in their trade i'm like do one thing asshole like it's not <laughs> he apparently was he apparently was crushed that he didn't win the tony and i'm not shocked that he didn't no win the tony. <laughs> not so not not even not even remotely upset i was like debbie yeah. i'm so crushed that i didn't win more than one tony for this show oh are you <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's a great show i mean it, it, he made something legitimately good i'm not oh like, god yes yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah watching philip asu's performance too i'm just is, hating on his acting ability a little bit or his enhances, singing anyway yeah but that's yeah. the thing seeing her up close that's what we're saying her seeing her up close enhances like that is probably one of my favorite versions of of burn i think that that is like that's one of the few things that is totally enhanced because again burn is a static song where she lights a thing on stage and she's far away but they they do it right they pull the camera right up there they just get a more vocal distance they keep it at telephoto so it, it, it still attains the distance and style but also you can see more detail and then they, she lights the thing on fire they don't show what's in the bucket because i know how that bucket trick's done which is really cool that the bucket like catches fire for a little bit and then immediately goes mm. out oh, so yeah. they have a certain I, I yeah this is a i've done this in a stage play so i i know how this is done but the the point is is that the like i think burn is i think that's exactly right if you notice that it that this production brings motion to the static performances and i think that's exactly the problem i think that this is you know you know i think that you know sean is i'm gonna give you credit here that it, you're saying that it brings that these performances bring the music alive i think that this is a play with a lot of uh, kineticness and motion and I think that the mm-hmm. counter motion to the production is working against it I think that's my take on it but then when you have productions like King George who is totally static in I the first bit King yeah, but, he, but yeah exactly he's oh totally static and you get those little notes if, unless you're really <laughs> close to the pathetic. stage you don't see that little bit where he stomps his foot to change the light because I'm so blue mm-hmm. and he stomps his foot and he looks up because <laughs> he's like he's like terrorizing the stage crew because that's the background joke and I never picked up on it till I saw this production God, just the the decision to 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 cast the the breakup between the colonies and the British Empire as a breakup song by this caddy guy just standing there is it's just so genius. I mean, you can't. I I don't know. It, it, that is, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really so good. good. It's really it's good. So good. Right? I mean, it sounds obvious when you think about it, but like. It works so well, and it is one of the ones that gets stuck in my head the and, most. And it's also—I think it's also like it's a—it's—it—it has. It's it's also just like t- to me it's a lot of indication of like how many revisions this script went through because I think like he comes he shows up at the perfect time and does not outstay his welcome 
You know what I mean? Like he shows up <laughs> exactly. just to bring a certain amount of levity to just chill us the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to the problems and it's like, mm-hmm. and, and I love it too, because I know, I know this because uh, they do that too. When, cause they're crying after, after Hamilton's son died and like Lafayette and like Madison are crying back on stage. It's like, can we get back to the show? And it doesn't, it's a, <laughs> it's a fun moment, but it doesn't work as effectively at chilling us out as like King George does. But I understand that he, he has a very, I think the better thing that he does also is he has a very good understanding of rhythm and time in this production. I think that's the thing that's always happens. It's just the whole thing is in a flow state to like just a great, it's like, it's just like, you know, it's just there. Like the whole production is just like there. There's a couple of songs yeah. that there's I'm no, I'm so glad yeah. that I got when, to see him live in spring awakening <laughs> all those years ago. Did you see any Grok. spit? Oh Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember in person because I was sitting farther spit. away. But Sorry, this is no. This is a thing that he just spits a lot. Like he they didn't. Spits. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, this is this is why I have such anxiety about you know being an accompanist right now. Is like because all these singers are around me, and if they're singing correctly, they're probably spitting. Now these are students oh, yeah. who are learning new music for the first time, so they're you know looking down like this, and they're not spitting because so they're, they're not spitting singing on like they're supposed to. But what, that's a different problem. <laughs> Uh, from a historical perspective, I really found this quite fascinating because you really get to see like all of the contributions that each of the founding fathers make to to like creating the United States. Um, and it really strikes me that it's like this was like totally a, a, a fluke. It was very lucky um, because like had we not had all of these people with all of their different perspectives, right? You have someone like Jefferson who's like, you know, federalism, we have to have the states run everything because – it's a reaction against how, you know, Europe was being run. But you have Hamilton who's kind of coming at it from the opposite perspective. You've got like a brilliant military, you know, general in Washington. Um, you got someone like Madison who can like fucking come up with something like the Constitution. Like had you not had all of these people alive at the same time, like there's just no chance. What? That, no that, John that Adams? Well, like, you know. <laughs> John Adams is important. I, he is. Adams. I actually, I actually, I actually probably disagree with how bad this show does John Adams. But well, yeah, I don't want to get into that. What? Watching this show makes me want to go back and try to find a um, a way for to watch uh, the musical 1776 because it is the same story but told from the viewpoint of John Adams instead of Hamilton. Mm. Uh, And of course, it's more like, you know, Broadway songs. It's not hip-hop, R&B, rap, et cetera, et cetera, but still a great show. Well, it's a different genre of music, but I think you've hit on the fact that this is a spiritual sequel to 1776 in its ideology and in its, like, its take on history. If you ever want to feel good for uh, John Adams, the but puffiest puff piece about John Adams is the Paul Giamatti, uh, John Adams series based on uh, the John yeah. Adams the, the book. The miniseries. That's it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. <laughs> Not sure how historically accurate some of that is. I mean, it's pretty good, but it's like, well, well Hamilton isn't. I mean, it is. And again, oh, probably less we, so, to be honest with you. To be honest. Maybe, I don't know. 
I'm not an, an I don't expert, know. A couple of things I not... looked up that I wasn't sure about. I was like, oh, no, that actually happened. Cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, people yeah. are still debating, like, how accurate it is or should be as right. a cultural well, I, that force. My take, my take how... is that it, it does not matter. It does not fucking matter from my perspective. Well, it is a time capsule. And I mean, just hearing that part of it oh, was what's like... Time, it's part a time of the, capsule to the 2000s. What are you talking about? I mean, a lot has <laughs> changed. Like, like, the part yeah, of the oh, yeah, legend yeah. and the mythos of the show is that part of it was formed, like, in front of President Obama's eyes. Is just, like, an irresistible part of, like... The like the kind of setting that this show like was birthed in, and like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. there was a really good article that I read after rewatching the movie that basically argued that Hamilton's already outdated, which I think is was was a good argument because you know there's all these kind of throwbacks to like oh yeah immigrants get the job done and you know we're moving in such a positive direction in terms of um, you know race relations and inclusivity right and now watching this in 2020 you're just like holy shit like we've we've got such a you know it, it just seems so optimistic compared to the that, world okay, we live that's in now right. that's right. <laughs> I, would, I would argue yeah. that that doesn't make it outdated I would argue that that makes it just as relevant now as it was when it was created and now suddenly reaching such a broader audience than it did before that I don't know just when I watched it, I, f- I was thinking like, oh, this was a good time for this to come to Disney Plus. Well, just because something's Maybe. dated or doesn't mean it's... a streaming service of any kind. Just I don't know. I was watching it and I'm like, man, things were so good back in like 2010. <laughs> you know, of course, I was also watching it and my fiance <laughs> was, you know, watching King George say the things of like, you'll be back and what comes next. And she was like, England, please take us back. <laughs> no, no, we don't want to. We don't want to be part of. Well, Brexit. that's not of King say, George, right? I was like, OK, maybe, maybe with Scotland, but England right now. Mm. Well, that's the yeah, fun of yeah. that character and probably part of the reason we all love King George is that we're like, OK, this was all for something because this guy was the alternative. Like that's that's the little <laughs> kernel of pride that we can still celebrate. Right. Is that, yes, it was it was worth it. Right. Even though it's so feels like a failed experiment at this point. Anyway. Yeah. Taxation without representation is clearly a good reason. To well, hey, we arguably <laughs> still do that to our colonies, which we have. They, we just call them territories. So right. Who well, is I just Ooh, the this person year that got wrote the right the to work without being fired for being gay. <laughs> That's it's true. taking us a long fucking time. That's true. To get where we need to be, and we are still not where we need to be. Can you? Yeah. I don't want to. I don't. Want, I, mean, I don't I even want to version was, to the topic of Texas. Or is this? Is that national? Or that's just Texas, right? That, what about that, Texas? No, nationally, what? it only became like a protected right by the Supreme Court during the time we've been in quarantine. That in nationally throughout the U.S., somebody cannot be fired on the basis of sexual orientation. Right. Yeah. This year. Unexpected. Within the last Man. four months. Right. Yeah. No, it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's depressing. <laughs> I don't know why. But, you know, sometimes you like, I don't know, you learn things and you're like, what? What? <laughs> Sorry, not to be like uneducated as fuck, but I'm just saying like, oh. No, I'm, I'm happy to let oh, you no, yeah, know no, yeah. that this is 
part of the state of our country right yeah, you now. Just make a sense. Yeah, it's how they interpreted the Civil Rights Act. I don't yeah. think just because something is dated makes it irrelevant necessarily. You know, like we sure. can we yeah. can appreciate Hamilton. Oh, I didn't. I'm not, without like, I'm not uh, arguing that it's irrelevant. I'm, I'm just arguing. Well, no, but that. I I don't mean <laughs> in the context of anyone's opinion here necessarily. Is that they're you know reacting to the? I just want to bring up that there is a backlash and like you know Lin Manuel Miranda has been very receptive to all of it, saying yes. You know, like he's been very receptive to criticism and the idea that we're in a different place now in terms of like, yeah, we wouldn't write this now or maybe this wouldn't be as popular now. We're in a different mood now as a country, probably to sorry, I'm speaking for everybody, but like to no, like never still take this like never take this <laughs> optimistic or as nice a view of the founding fathers in the context that we are in now, probably doesn't mean mm -hmm. that, you know, this is the most fun it's ever going to be to examine American history, maybe. Like, you know, like, this is just still the last maybe fun version we're going to have of the founding fathers. I, I, I don't know, you know, like, how that, what that would look like. But, I mean, I've never liked Broadway musicals myself necessarily, usually, because there is always a polishing kind of simplicity to ideology when it gets into, like, anything and I know I'm like showing my hipster cards here, but like Woof. anything that mainstream commercial, right? And Woof. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm but, sorry, this is not Phantom of the fucking Opera, guys. Like, uh, what do you I mean by that you. comparison? <laughs> I mean by like Phantom of the Opera is just a supremely commercial Broadway. I do think that this has its has like a, a much broader sense of political just awareness and, and well the fact it, that yeah. it is so controversial and that it's it's transcended it's transcended Broadway and pop culture to be like fucking academic people are still debating yeah, yeah, historically yeah. whether this is like good or you know like bad or whether it like is getting which, people interested in history again or which whatever, was so. I think was actually important as to why they addressed Pence when he went there because like the fact I think that they couldn't let it go by a little bit that as Pence goes there it was essentially becoming uncontroversial which was the problem like and that and that's kind of the thing is like can people go and experience it and oh, not I'm, take I'm, away things from it i wanted like, to hear a, you about that because yeah I, because i remember you not like like pants. thinking that like you know at the time you know you pay to see something you shouldn't get like harassed while you're there or whatever but now you're like you you're on board you <laughs> no. get it right like, well i thought about it more i mean I, there's a lot of different perspectives about it that i i mean i'm sorry guys i i if there is one thing that i will say is probably good about me as a person is that i do change my opinion i know yeah, that that's sorry. annoying I'm trying to call no, you no, I know I it's annoying for a lot of you. I know I, I get pinning me down is insane. But my point is, is like I've changed my opinion kind of about it. I don't know. I, I It seems annoying to pay what you pay for. I think it was back when the stage play wasn't available to everybody. Right. Like, I think it changes the dynamics yeah. of it now. I think mm -hmm. paying a fucking arm ass and a leg for a box seat at Hamilton. I think that sucks, man. I mean, I, I don't know how much. I mean, he's a vice president <laughs> of America. He can fucking afford it. I don't. It's not like I'm fucking worried about his pocketbook. Fuck all. But like the point is, yeah. is that like the well, I, it's I, the same thing as yeah. like, you know, Christian Nielsen getting accosted in a restaurant. You know, when you're like a public figure, that's, that's different. You know, that's, you kind I of, just want to make this clear. That is very, very, very fucking different from what they I, did. I kind of see it as like, this, you know, it's kind of he insane. was assaulted. <laughs> there is a difference. <laughs> I don't know who Christian Nielsen is. I'm sorry. I didn't hear this story. I don't Oh, she was like the HHS secretary. Yeah. Um, 
Who, you oh, know, this sounds really recent now. Sorry, I didn't... It, it's not. It's not. It's, it was like uh, it was last year, right? Oh, it was a couple of years back. But people were blaming her for like the policy of taking kids away from their parents at the border. Probably, so rightfully she, so. So yeah, yeah. And so, so she was like, like getting accosted. Yeah, you know, she was like getting attacked. She was going to restaurants <laughs> and getting attacked. And I was like, I mean. I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you're a public figure like that kind of comes with the right, No, but I'm sure like I'm sure she pressed charges. Like, that's my point. Like, it's not like the justice system didn't abandon her. Like, that's my that's probably why uh, you probably shouldn't do that because, you know, I wouldn't want you guys to do that because I would want you guys to go to jail. But like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I. <laughs> I don't know. There's no like claim you can make that if yeah, someone like I, you know disturbs you at I, dinner, like I've, that's just life. I've probably like, changed. You haven't suffered any damages. I've probably changed my opinion about this like quite a bit in the last like three years. In fairness to me, it's okay to change. I, I'm just saying, like like last time we had the conversation in 2016, he determines like bringing up this, and I'm like, fuck, I did say that, didn't I? I'm just saying, I just <laughs> specifically thought of that before we got into our conversation about it. And now uh, I'm glad that we brought it up. Our friendship so. is too long. It's too long. You remember too. Much, elephant man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm joking. I like. I, I'm. Yeah. Anyways, the I, what I what I what I do want to say is like I I don't know. I think that the point that they did that there is that like having Republicans openly go to Hamilton and not embrace kind of the thing kind of uncontroversializes the musical because if you can go in and mm. experience it and I think that's maybe the thing that is true is there is a possibility because it is not so direct about its message. I think it's pretty direct, but like I do think people can go to it and not take things away from it. And that's maybe a criticism that you can level at Hamilton. Yeah. Still, yeah, you know, I enjoyed the hell out of it and I, think I can't it, I wait think to watch it again. I mean, it is absolutely right. just seductive in terms of it's the, the lyrics, the quality of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I respect good songwriting and lyrics so much. I love intelligent lyrics and it's just so packed. Yeah. Um, oh. Okay, I think we're going to wrap up some last thoughts. I am of the mind that I don't particularly want to put scores on. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Right. We're fine with that. Are we all okay <laughs> with that? Because, like, I have no desire. I mean, because, I, like, I think I, I have a separation between what the stage production is versus, like, I don't have much in the way of criticism for Hamilton outside of possibly a, a base criticism. I will say this, too. Peter, you have been way too quiet as the four, oh, well, like, yeah, three no. white people in one... Uh, that's also just the, the unfortunate uh, situation of just me like working at the same time. Sorry. So well, that, I, that, that, that's I on hope, me. I hope I haven't talked over you. I love you. Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> So I'm sorry. So we did this. Trevor and me did something really bad the other day with no, I, I, on, <laughs> honest, Honestly, in the, I, throughout throughout this whole throughout this whole thing, I, in, in the back of my head, I, I have had. I, I have had that one moment from from from, from the song the Skyler Sisters where it's like Angelica Eliza and I'm Peggy and that's it like it's been <laughs> yeah. on, on, on I'm Peggy that I, one moment. I never let that go, line go yeah. either yeah like, I, 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 I don't know why but like but, but just for, like for those three actresses it's just such a perfect moment it's for so me. good yeah it's I just, just like yes introduce yourself <laughs> sing your names yeah I just want to like run why. into and a Starbucks and be like and I'm Peggy. <laughs> 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 that is, this, this is not related That's to Peter's point hilarious. in the slightest, but just uh, talking about the musical craftsmanship of this production. I do always love that anytime or, you know, 95% of the time that either the names Angelica or Eliza are sung, it's the same intervals. 
for each name. And that's a, just a really cool use of, you know, the light motif. It's neat. I, like, I also, I also, Angelica, I also Eliza, like in any song. I, I also, they sound I also like, like that. I also yeah. like the like the sir motif, sure. like the sir motif between Hamilton and Burr every time. Like like I I loved how they kept coming back to like it's, it's like this is how they talk. Yeah, yeah, and it's also like Burr is secretly intelligent, even though he doesn't hold things against his chest. And it's like, and also just like also how he sings. And I'm sorry, Theodosia is like the best song in that play. Which one is like, best? There, like there was, Dear Theodosia, and there, there, just, there yeah. was. There, there was actually Dude, Aaron Burr is a phenomenal singer. Yeah, like holy shit. Oh god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No. But there, there, there was, a, there was actually a video I was, I was watching, um, I was watching, um, on YouTube like a, a few days after I watched Hamilton, um, and it, and it, it was, mo- it was like the main, the main cast, um, again, answering various, uh, Twitter questions like the people were asking about, 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 about the, about the stage play, um, and, and, uh, and what was his name? The guy who played. Burr, um, Leslie Odom uh, Jr. Thank you, uh, thank you, Le- Les- Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, Jr. Um, uh, he he and uh, he and uh, and Lin-, Lin Manuel got the question. Um, how uh, how do you think about that song, uh, D- uh, Dear Theodosia, es- especially especially for Lin Manuel um, with 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 his character uh, Alexander, no- knowing knowing what is to come next for Hamilton's son? And I and actually I actually liked how how, mm. how Leslie Odom Jr. answered it, where he ba- he basically said that. He said that 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 even though you know what's going to happen in in the, in the second act of the play, he for he he for himself he kind of contextualized it as as like as like a a love a love letter to a child to a child that he had not yet had because 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 for both characters, it 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 is essentially them wishing the best for their children for for, for whenever that happens. So that's so I like I like that that watching that video that that that's how he contextualized it in his mind. That that's how he was able to. To, to really tap into the emotion that, that he needed to perform that song. Mm-hmm. I, I, one of these things so I was watching some of the other Chris. So Christopher Jackson, who plays uh, like general Washington, um, there was this really powerful, like Hamilton documentary where he actually went to Mount Vernon and like stayed in, like it was looking at some of the slave quarters up there. Oh, wow. And it was like, he was like, he was like, I don't, I was trying to make like difference. Cause he was, he's like, he's, he's a good man, but it's also like, you know, he's trying to make the separation of like, what is a person that could do this, but also this and could give away power and stuff like that. Like it was, it was, it was, it was, Oh my God. Like, it's just like, Oh, ev- everyone should go to Mount Vernon. It's like super fascinating. Like I was lucky that I lived in DC and it was just he, a short drive. He was like essentially mm, like yeah, a pickled like, herring King. Like it's so weird. Like he, apparently he supplied pickled herring to like most of the colonies from Mount <laughs> Vernon. Wow. It's so random, but he had like, yeah, all things. I don't know why he's like, this. <laughs> he's like a fish King. I'm, I don't know why that's so funny to me. Is you show up and you see you hear that you're like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I come again? I thought he planted tobacco. What the fuck? Like why isn't this <laughs> in the textbook? Apples, you know? <laughs> Military general it's... responsible for victories and also main supplier of pickled herring. And for I the smell of the pickled herring. Can you smell the whiff in my wooden teeth? I don't know what this George Washington is. <laughs> Anyways, that he sold for booze money. My favorite, yeah. my, possibly the reason I I will always love this thing is because Katie was listening to Hamilton a lot by the 
this point in the car. So my favorite thing is the first time I heard the general, here comes the general song. I hear Katie white girl and along to it the whole time, knowing every word. And she's just sitting in the fr- front seat of my car, literally dancing up and down. And I'm just sitting there. It's like, that's probably like my favorite Hamilton memory is like, here comes the general. And Katie's like, here comes the general. I don't know what Katie's voice is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and I'm like, whoa, she's really into this. Because <laughs> I, like, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, this first song, you know, you know, not gonna throw away my shot. Oh, it's really good. And then here comes the general. I'm like, here comes the general. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was like, that is like top two, like favorite trip moments that I've had with her. It's just like, <laughs> well, when we actually got to the beach, it was awful. <laughs> so. <laughs> Can we just go back and listen to Hamilton some more? Yeah, let's more? just let's just drive up the coast for like another six hours. That was awesome. So we're not, we're not scoring it. I'm not scoring it. Do you want to score it? What were you going to well, give it? Real real quick, could we could we talk <laughs> about the the what I think is the very last moment in in the show at least oh, yeah. in um, what is shown on the Disney Plus version? It was you know it's obviously the song about. Um, Eliza and the orphanage that she establishes and whatever. But that last moment mm, is just mm-hmm. Philippa Sue having this moment of incredible emotion. And she just gives it's, it, she doesn't quite scream, but I don't know the word for the sound she produces. And like yeah. part of me is like, yes, all this heartfelt emotion go nuts, but go nuts. But then another part of me is like, where did this come from? What does it really mean? Good. I don't Why? know. Yeah. I, like, I, I don't, I don't have anything else up. to say. I just want y'all to discuss. I'm glad you brought this up because it is a very weirdly ambiguous way to end a show that is the rest of the time so straightforward, I feel like. And it's yeah. a very, it's an intentional kind of ambiguous ending. I've read like some different interpretations. Uh, it's it's kind of like a gasp, like she's almost realizing something. The first mm-hmm. thought I had was that she's realizing that there's an audience because she's singing about legacy and this is a fourth wall break that she's realizing as she's singing about the story being told that it has just been told. That might be a little yeah, out I there. I, I don't I know. Don't interpreting, I, don't, I don't do the interpretation of it. Her, her dying. That's so They're, morbid. Yeah. So you think that it's her death that's kind of dumb because she just sung. Well, she sung about her entire life up till then. But yeah, I I don't particularly like that interpretation. I understand why people walk away with it. I don't. I think that what they intended there may not be coming through. I think that's a legit. I'm not. I'm not criticizing the audience that took that away from that Mm -hmm. because it's kind of there. Well, I that, she or she's seeing like, that he's dead, but no, she's singing about the fact that she knows he's dead. So, sorry, right? Sean, so it's but, not you know he knows he's dead. Yeah. So like somebody, it, it does sound like it's like it's I died and went through the fourth wall, and there's this audience looking at us, and it's legacy. It's related to something about death, but I can't decide if it's hers or her husband's or or the death of legacy and legacy. I don't know, Sean. What are you going to say? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sorry. Oh no! I I had assumed they were both dead at the end, right? So they're like, um, you know, that's how they were able to kind of look back on his place in history. Um, but I thought it was, you know, it's it's very well done. It, it's it's a very kind of emotional end to the to the to the story because you kind of wonder, well, he, they both her, both Hamilton and and her son, you know, left so early, and she was a widow for for most of her life, and obviously she has like really complex feelings towards Hamilton. Right. Um, so I, I kind of assumed that at the end, yeah, they're, they're both dead and now she's having to like kind of grapple with that. Okay. Uh, last thoughts guys. 
I mean, I'd give it a nine if we were scoring it, probably, but uh, we're not. Um, and, so. I, I, <laughs> but we're not, so. Well, it's also yeah, just the screen version. actually offended by this. Sorry, I, I can't. This is my, I'm not this offended. Is, I'm just surprised. And the agony oh, that yeah. I have to come up with a number for you, like every time we do score something, I'm just relieved that I don't have to put a number on it. But I did I, do I was the, about to say. I, I did put the thought in to try and come it. up with one. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, probably I mean, I'm very. I'm mostly just very conflicted on how to score it because like, yeah. you know, this is my first time seeing it and my only way of viewing it. So are we scoring the musical Hamilton or are we scoring right, the, the version that got put right, on it's Disney impossible. Plus? Because the yeah, difference, and, and I'm going to say that for me, the reason I don't want to score it is because there's a massive distinction in those scores because as an adaptation, right. I don't think this is particularly good. I think that they, I think, that I, I understand why they did it. I think that they rushed production to get it to this during COVID and I think that is laudable in and of itself. So I don't, I don't blame anyone for it, but I think, you know, hey, the cuts are the cuts are not done, guys. Like, they're not done. Also, they edit out the F word. Yeah, that's so, bad. Yeah. That yeah. sucks. What? I, they all, on the other hand, they edit it out very obviously. <laughs> so yeah. you know what they're saying when they're saying it. It just goes mute for two seconds. Yeah. So, I mean. It, and, you know, has asterisks in the subtitles. Yeah. That too, yeah. That was good. I, I think that was the compromise. Like they wanted to make it aware yeah. that like the man cussed. That's the important bit. So, yeah. yeah. Which, oh, children, the man said big boy words and like really big boy words. And it's then the child nice. is going to say, "Did he say motherfucking horse?" I don't know. He's like something, some terribly motherfucking Democratic worse. Republicans yeah. is what he said. That's perfect. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> which I love that that is a lyric in anything. It's a great. Yeah, that's. Yeah. He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right. For the Movie Gang podcast, uh, this has been uh, Sarah Becker. Thanks for listening. Trevor Flynn. Bye. Peter Dancy. Ta ta. And Sean Solis. It's been fun, guys. Thanks for listening. I've been your host, Jack Newman. Head on over to TuscanShed.com where you can check out all our other podcasts, including Animania, Pen and Paper Pod, and uh, the Geek Space Nine. Check out all those things. We have some other productions in the work. Go check those out. Check out our articles over there. And also head on over to Facebook where you can give us some likes and subscribers. That's YouTube. That's different social media. I'm 30 now. I don't know how things work. Uh... The dementia setting in, guys. Quick, finish the podcast. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, you can go check out that over there. Help us, and you can uh, give us some comments, see what you get, give us some feedback on what we think about Hamilton and how we're totally wrong, and how I don't just know anything about stage production. And clearly, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm going to get a comment about stage production, and I'm just excited for that. I'm, ben also does stage production, so I'm super annoyed he's not here to yell at me about it anyways i don't actually know if he would yell at me about it maybe he totally agrees i don't know uh but the point is is yeah go check that up over there and then head on over to uh itunes where you can give us a review we really appreciate that it helps us go up the charts it's more commentary flowing through so thanks for that uh one last time from everyone here at the tuscan shed media network and by extension the movie gang podcast thanks for listening one last time I was, <laughs> that's one all last i could think when you time. said that <laughs> <laughs>